Hello everyone, welcome back to the Shintaro Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Today we're going to do a seminar debrief. Recently, I went to Las Vegas and Fargo. Shoshinkan Judo and Red River Judo to do a seminar. It's been a while since I've done them. So yeah. I want to like debrief and talk a little bit about them. Yeah, so you, you went right. to Vegas in uh, February, March? I forget now. Uh, yeah, March. Yeah, Mar March. Yeah. yeah, and then you just got back from Fargo. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tricky two sessions because I went to Las Vegas and then only two weeks after that, I went to Fargo. So it was like, right, right. It was very close together. You right. know, usually I like to space these things apart a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So let's so let's start from the beginning, like how they contacted you and uh, how yeah. it got they got scheduled. So yeah. how what happened with Vegas? So they reached out to me. I mean, usually a lot of people sort of reach out to me all the time right. and say, hey, how much do you charge for seminars? And I kind of tell them, my, you know, my price range, you know, two to three grand or 50-50 yeah. with the gym or whatever it is, you know, because I definitely don't want to fly anywhere and then have, you know, right. I don't want to lose money. And of course, there's opportunity costs because it's time away from the kid and my family. Right. So I don't want to do it for, you know, peanuts, obviously. Right. Right, right. So we try to talk about that and negotiate that. They reached out to me and they were like, hey, do you want to do a seminar out in Las Vegas? Mm -hmm. Somebody that I knew. And then we were kind of going back and forth, back and forth. I was giving sort of my options. And then, you know, we put a date on the schedule and we did it. Nice, nice. And yeah. Fargo was uh, is uh, one of our OG patron patrons. OG yeah. Patreons, yeah. So yeah. Steve, who's amazing, he runs a dojo out there. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, both of the dojos that I went to were nonprofits. And Steve mm. reached out. Thank you, Steve, for having me. He was an amazing yeah. host. JD, yeah. all the guys who were there, you know, uh, who came out and supported us. Right. They support us in many ways, too, watching the podcast mm -hmm. and YouTube and all that stuff. And you they're know, pretty so. active on Patreon, I mean, the Discord server, and they yeah. always provide good insight and information. Yeah. yeah. So that's how you got set up. So, um, and... Let's go city by city. So, how yeah. was Vegas? So, you fly flew out. You was it in Vegas or was it uh, in the suburbs or something? It was a little bit in the outskirts of Vegas, uh, and they kind of gave me the option, like, "Hey, where do you want to stay? Do you want to stay on the strip or do you want to stay closer to the dojo?" I said, you uh, know, "Let me stay near the dojo because I don't want it to be a thing." You know, I'm out there like <laughs> hang out, even though I was like, you know, looking forward you to know, it. It's Vegas, right? Yeah, you don't have the Bellagio, whatever. So he's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> so we went out there, and day one, I flew in on Friday, and then you know, a lot of people negotiate this kind of th stuff, like, "Hey, can you come?" You know, the day before, so you could work out with us, or right. Right, right. Hey, can you come? And in the case of Las Vegas, they had a Kosen Judo tournament. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. So they were hosting a Kosen Judo tournament. For those of you who don't know what Kosen Judo is, it's a Nawaza Judo. Nawaza-based right. Judo system. And it's a whole different rule set. Right. So they were hosting that, I think it was on Saturday. Uh -huh. So I flew in. You know, someone picked me up from the airport and then... Drove me to the tournament venue, which is actually the dojo. They were having an intercut uh, dojo tournament. Uh, and then I was able to shake hands, say hi to everybody, mm. you know, watch the tournament. It was like sort of mm. the guest of honor, so to speak. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Did you so make a speech or something? Not really. I just said hi to everybody. You know, uh, hey, can you guys come tomorrow? I'm teaching a seminar. Okay, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. And that was my day. And then we, I went back to the hotel and, you know. Hung out. Hung out. Ate food. Uh-huh. You know, what'd you eat? I can't even remember. It was like probably like a cheeseburger or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, so how was the day of the seminar? So was it early in the morning? What time was, what time of the day was it? 
Yeah, so early in the morning, we did like a morning session and an afternoon session. So it was like... Oh, so ten, you, did, yeah. you ran two sessions. Okay. Two sessions. And you know, a lot of the times when you have clinicians or people coming in to do seminars, mm. it's something that people negotiate. Some right. instructors are like, hey, I only want to do one session. Mm-hmm. Some instructors are like, hey, I want to do a morning session for kids and an afternoon session for adults, depending on what the demographic is right. of the gym. Right. So for this, they did 10 to 12 and then 1 to 3 or 1 to 4 or something like that. Uh did you do kids and adults after? No, nope, it was just mixed. Oh, okay, mixed. okay. So there's some kids on the mat, but mostly adults. All right. In so this case, did you did you? So what what did you teach in each session? Did you do some different or? Yeah. So what I did was, you know, so there's many different approaches a lot of people take. Some people go right. in there, hey, let's play a warm up or let's play a game first, mm-hmm. and then they give a speech and then they show some of their favorite techniques and go try it, mm-hmm. and then they work out at the end. But I like to, I mean, depending where I go, you know, really cater to the people's demographic, right, like how right. they already do judo. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, guys, let's do a quick 10-minute warm-up, and then let's go right into Uchikomi so I can yeah. see what you guys do, and I can kind of gauge where everybody is. Ah, I see. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. So as they're doing Uchikomi, some people are going hard, some people are throwing, some people are falling over, some people are, you know, not doing Uchikomi properly, right? Mm. Of course. And, you know, there's guys who are just amazing at judo they've been doing it because you have all sorts of skill levels right right but i'm trying to pick the most common denominator mm-hmm. what can everyone benefit immediately mm-hmm. so i let everyone do uchikomi for five minutes this is already like 10 15 minutes into the thing right and then i bring them in and say hey first of all don't go crazy don't uchikomi it's a technical <laughs> session uh-huh. right? if you want to work out and go hard there's a time for that right mm-hmm. that's coming up later if you want to accelerate and apply force through the movements of the throws that's going to come later. Right, right mm-hmm. now, it's technical. There should be two positions, neutral, off-balance, neutral, off-balance for your uke. Mm-hmm. And then you fitting in, taking the most minimal approach, mm-hmm. which is like the minimum effective dose almost. Right, 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 right. So you don't want to take too many steps. You don't want people flopping around. It's like point A to point B. That's all you're drilling, fitting uh-huh. in. Uh-huh. Ippon Senagi, you're here, there, you're here, there. Uke, neutral, off-balance, neutral, off-balance. Yeah. So then I start with that and then see how people gauge. And then I walk around and give little independent sort of feedback. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you're going too hard. Or, hey, man, do you not see that your partner's flopping all over the place? How are you going to uh-huh. right? this kind of an approach? I see. I see. So yes. very catered to the room. Very catered. catered to the room. And then I'll do like, uh, you know, moving Uchikomi. I'll show them three-person Uchikomi. Oh, and then okay. I'll sort of go into, okay, you know, now we're going to do misdirections and combinations. Okay? I see. And then I'll ask questions like, hey, do you guys know the difference? Mm. And then I kind of go there. Here's an example of a misdirection. Mm. But this is sort of the caveat that I like to do. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do fake Ippon Senagi Kochigari, especially mm. if you don't have an Ippon Senagi. Right, right. It's right. not going to work for you. So conceptually, you're going to go fake front technique, go back. Go back, go front technique. Mm-hmm. Right. So people can use their own independent techniques. Mm-hmm. So you, you you focus more on like high level concepts really. You didn't really yeah, I do concepts, on, yeah. Yeah. You didn't go then, in that showed your famous Uchimata or anything like that. <laughs> I mean I'll I'll do that too, right? Because oh, I'll yeah. carve out sort of a time. Oh. And what I want to do is have people have a framework that they could already use their judo and apply it to. Right. I see. That way they immediately sort of start getting the idea. Yeah. Right? And this is what I figured out. Gripping is such an integral part of the game, yeah. but it's not something that you could teach and people immediately get and can immediately use. Oh, interesting. Because okay. it requires a lot of coordination. 
Oh, and a lot oh, of habit I never thought it that way. Yeah. Okay. A lot of habit breaking. People reach for their right hand on the collar in a right side, right side setting. It's that's technically not, yeah. not correct, right? Yeah. But if you're constantly just throwing your hand out and grabbing the lapel, it's very difficult to break that. Mm, yeah. Because you have to systematically go left hand on, look for that sleeve, go for the right, right. hand on, right? All this stuff. So you're not sort of getting the best bang for your buck if you're just starting off with basic one-on-one gripping sequences. Right, right. Right? I Everybody see. who do judo already knows how to lock up 50-50, lapel sleeve, lapel sleeve. Mm-hmm. So yeah. adjusting and recognizing when you have advantage, when you are in disadvantage, that's something that you can immediately start doing. Because mm-hmm. it requires no real coordination if you're doing it against somebody cooperating. Right, right. Yeah. Push so this you, hand down, pull this hand up, and now your hand is higher than their hand. So you, you see that you're I winning. See. Now you're starting drilling from there. What technique do you do? Tayatoshi. Okay, let's make sure that your hand is higher than his hand, but not too high because Tayatoshi, you need to right. stick the elbow in the armpit, X, Y, Z. Right? So now all of a sudden, as I'm walking ar- along the room and, you know, there's like 30, 50, whatever, many, however many people uh. in the room, I can sort of see what people are doing. And I could sort of gauge like, oh, a lot of people are going for this. A lot of people are going for that. Mm. And then maybe I could choose that. Be like, all right, I saw everyone drilling Ippon Sanagi. You guys love Ippon Sanagi. <laughs> Let me show yeah. you my way of doing it. I see. And I it see. too is conceptual. It's not mm. like I put my hand here, I go here, and I go there. Because mm-hmm. if all the criteria isn't met, they wouldn't be able to hit that. So you, you kind of yeah. go like why, like the reasons for your version, like why you came up with this version, I guess. Kind of, but it's not so much versions, right? It'll be sort of like fill in your own. Okay. If I have one hand on and the other hand is not on, Mm -hmm. I'm looking to game a two-handed position. Right, right. Because I want to put my hand on a dominant position. So I'm looking for it. And as they're aware of it, I'm going to go underneath and go Ippon Senagi. Uh-huh. So once you have that sort of dilemma, then you could fake the Ippon Senagi, go over the back. Go over Mm. the back, go Ippon Senagi. Obviously, right. fake Ippon Senagi, right? Yeah. So now they can immediately do that. Mm-hmm. Now you have one hand on, the other sleeve is controlled, taking that hand off and then going Ippon Senagi, taking the hand off and going back to that dilemma. Right. Right. So now it's like not very, very specific memorizes combination mm-hmm. or this series of movements. It's more so like, hey, you know, you get it conceptually. I see. Yeah. So you, you kind of did similar things in both sessions. Similar, yeah. Yeah. But the... As you're doing this, yeah, yeah. So as you're doing this, because you're kind of teaching to the room, yeah, it kind of takes you to sort of a different level, different area, right? So then you're like adjusting and shifting with the room, which is kind of nice. And you know, I really like running my seminars that way because it's like I'm growing with the room, the people who are doing the judo. You love winging it. You love. I love winging. Yeah. (laughs) But you know. In these settings, I feel like curriculum and stuff like that, like it's not the best way for me to Yeah, teach. that's true because, you know, they should be doing that during regular practice. I yeah, guess. if I go yeah. in, like I'm going to show Sotogari to mm-hmm. Sasai, to Ouchi, to Drop Sainagi, mm-hmm. and then go into the details of that. Right, you right. Know, but I have no clue what anybody in the room does. Right. Yeah. You're not going to get much out of it. Yeah. So what if it's a dojo that doesn't do Drop Sainagi? Right, right. They just they don't do it. It's too dangerous or so whatever. Whatever yeah. reason they don't do it. Maybe the instructor has knee problems and never showed it. Uh-huh. So sense. there's not one person that does it and all of a sudden, you know, maybe it's a room full of big, big dudes. Like in Fargo. Most right. of the guys are heavyweights. Oh, I see. 
I so if, you know me going you know down the rabbit hole of like oh i'm gonna do this like lightweight judo you know right. you're not gonna get That's too much yeah. out of that so it's right. gonna shift to power judo i see so i showed uh, him how to do three person uchikomi right all this stuff uh-huh when oh, to do okay. power oriented throws versus timing throws and distinguish him between that those two mm. and that's sort of a concept that i kind of went down for those guys i see because it's very appropriate uh-huh nice yeah so the so in vegas you do 10 to 12 and two to three said one to three one to three and then we did rondori afterwards Oh, so 10 to 12 and Randori, and 1 to 3 and then Randori. No, no, 10 to 12, then there's lunch. Oh, what'd you have? I think it was pizza. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And that then was great. 2 to 3, and then it's like a, after that, you get, had a open one to message. Three. 1 to 3, and then an open yeah. message situation. Yeah, and then Randori. It's like, anybody want to work out with me and do Randori? Kind of mm. like that. You know, it's kind of expected uh, when you're doing these seminars. And right, when you're right. young, when you're young, yeah. you get a young guy in there that, you know, you work out with the room. Yeah. And, you know, very, very fortunate that I'm a heavier person. Right. I can't imagine being like a lightweight or even a middleweight having to do Rondori with everybody in the room. Right, right. Because it kind of looks bad, right? When yeah. you're like showing all this stuff and they and fly they you get... out and all this stuff. And then, hey, guys, hey, you know, can you work out with us? Like, no, you're too big for me. Or, oh, I can't work out with you. Or, oh, I'm not going to. <laughs> or you do and you get bombed. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know. I guess... I've only been to a Inoue Kose seminar and then he worked out with everyone. He's a heavyweight too. So yeah, and like he got he hurt. A, yeah, I know. He I like remember. broke his toe at the seminar. Yeah, but he didn't sit out. That was the thing. I no, but he sat out the rest of that round. Yeah. <laughs> he hurt his toe and he was like, you know, well, okay, no more for you. I'm going to sit out this one and then go the, whoever the I have next. <laughs> yeah. But like he got hurt on that one. I know. You're okay. Because you never know who you're going to get. You never right. know who you're going to get, you know? But you did go with everyone? I went with everyone, and it's a yeah. special skill, I think. You know, not to pat myself on the back. Uh-huh. But to go in there and do judo with everyone and throw them in a controlled way, not like slamming them. Right, right, right. It is. Right? So you, you got to feel them up a little. You have to pace yourself, too. And, yeah, yeah, feeling them out, fighting grips, moving around and catching like Ochi and then sitting them down. Yeah, yeah. So no one's getting slammed. Right. You know, because that's a horrible experience for them. Right. Oh, I get to work out with this sensei who's coming in or this YouTube guy. <laughs> he me as a YouTube guy. And then he came in and, you know, he threw me on my head and I'm hurt. Right, right. You don't want to do that. No. So it's like moving in, catching emoji, moving, moving, coachy. You know, mm. even if I do throw them, you know, with a turn throw, it's nice and soft and clean and, and very difficult to do. Nice. You know, and I'm very fortunate that I'm heavy. <laughs> so, so how did the, how'd you do it in the... Fargo, North Dakota. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. But what we did was I flew in Friday and yeah. I went to their practice. They had a regular oh, okay. practice. Yes, nice. they had a special practice. And then they said, hey, can you watch and take part of the practice? Give us some feedback. Oh, Which I, I thought see. that was very cool. You know, I yeah, thought that yeah. was very cool that they did that. And so you didn't, you didn't like teach or anything like that during the practice? No. You were just observing and then no, make, observe, giving give, feedback? Yeah, giving feedback notes, you know, because I'm yeah. a dojo owner myself. I gave my two yeah. cents. And then I did Rondori with the guys. Nice, nice. Yeah, I did Rondori with the guys. And then Saturday, same thing. It was a double session. Uh-huh. Well, for all, like, did you do kids session and all? Or? Yeah, it was actually a triple session. I did a, you know, 9 to 10 a.m. kids. And then I did, it was uh. like a 10 to 12 adults. And then they had a two-hour lunch. And then we had a two to four afternoon session. And then Rondori. Right. So I, we were doing judo. Man, for, that was a, yeah, yeah. a long day for you. We did judo Friday. We did judo all day Saturday. By the time we got out of there, it was like 6 o'clock, 5, 5.30, yeah. 
What did you have for lunch? Pizza. <laughs> pizza? <laughs> What's wrong with pizza? I don't know, man. Don't know. Like, <laughs> these guys were like, yo, pizza's here is great. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. You know, it's oddly enough, like I was in uh, Vegas and Dakota, and they were both yeah. like, oh, you know, I think we could compete with New York pizza. Pizza? <laughs> you know, you got to try our local pizza. It's very good. And I'm thinking to myself like, oh, no, you can't, but you know, <laughs> let's give it a shot. You know? Yeah, it's hard to impress a native New Yorker like Pichintaro with pizza. Yeah, yeah, pizza's like we do pizza better than Italy. So yeah. you know. I that's a <laughs> my wife always fights me on this because we went to Naples and we tried yeah. the original pizza and I was like, dude, I it's like probably my, not as good. Yeah, I like um, my Dallas yeah. slice better than you know this junk. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say junk. <laughs> no, New York pizza. Like, New York is pizza's like, good. New York pizza, New York bagel, New York, a lot of things. I think you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, did you uh, did you? I mean, I'm, you kind of touched on this. Uh, there were more heavyweights in North Dakota, so yeah. you catered towards that. So, what kind of things did you do? Did um, so what do you mean, I hope like power judo and all yeah. the distinction, right? So yeah. it would be a little bit more like this is timing based judo. You see right. a lot of lightweights doing it, moving kochi, catching kochi, uh, moving tomonage, fake tomonage, kochi, shuffling, fighting for sleeve and grips, right? You could do this stuff, blah, 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 a lot of grip and hand movements, right. all the stuff. But you guys are big guys, right? You can yeah. sort of, if you already do sort of this power judo thing, you could kind of adopt this approach. That's why we focus a little bit more on the three-person Uchikomi, mm-hmm. right? And then timing independent attacks during moving Uchikomi. Mm-hmm. And then fighting for position, gaining small advantages and leveling up their throwing power. Mm. So I taught them that kind of thing. And then I would always make a distinction between timing-based and power-based throwing right. techniques yeah right so they, they did they were they already kind of doing power judo you think or oh, yeah definitely yeah, yeah okay definitely in vegas it was one big dude really really yeah. big dude and there was another yeah. two or three guys who were partaking not from that club yeah but there was like two or three big guys there at right. the vegas right in dakota there were like 10 of them oh wow maybe like okay. maybe like 15 maybe even more uh so, you know, you have to sort of cater to that crowd. And right. if I'm showing, you know, right. drop it, Sode, nah, this guy's going to get yeah. nothing out of it. Yeah. You know, it's hard to do Sode on a heavyweight. So the, and since you did the kids session in North Dakota, what do you do for the kids? Yeah. I did Osoto Sasai combination okay, so and you, basic misdirection stuff. I see. And the stuff that I like usually use, like my analogy is like, hey, you guys ever play basketball? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what kid hasn't played basketball? Right. <laughs> it's like you pretend to go one way, but you go the other way. Right. It's like universal in every sport, right? What so about you soccer? Right. You know, there's, you're trying to score a goal and the guys in between, you yeah. make it look like you're going for it one way, then you go the other way. Right. You know? So the same concept applies in judo. You make it look like you're going to Soto, uh-huh. but you're going to Sasai. You make it look like you're going for a turn throw like Harai. Anybody know Harai Goshi? No. Yeah. Okay, do you guys know uh, headlock throw, Koshiguruma? Yeah. Yes. Okay, you make uh, it look okay. like you're going for Koshiguruma, but then you guys go for Kochi instead. Right. You guys know Kochi? It's kind of like that. So you kept it more concrete with kids. Like it's a little bit simple. more, yeah. yeah, simple. The message is a little bit different. You know, a lot of it is like, hey, guys, listen to your coach. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you stay safe, have fun. Right. You guys right. are doing a great sport. And it's yeah. not like, I don't want to say indoctrinating, but they really are special <laughs> for doing this sport. It's a crazy right. sport. Right, yeah. so it's like, hey, just the fact that you're here makes you different. Right, I just see. the fact that you're doing this sport makes you special. Yeah, right, and that's sort of always my message to kids who are doing it. 
because it's tough. Judo's yeah. tough. And you're not getting the toughest kids into judo. That's generally not how it is. Uh, Even though it's a very, very tough sport. You get the kids who aren't as tough, who want to be tough, coming into this sport, which is uh, already difficult to begin with. I so see. they have huge leaps and bounds to overcome in order for them to be <laughs> what they want right. to be. I see. So to like recognize that, mm-hmm. and it's very similar with adults too, right? And I have mm-hmm. uh, you know tremendous amount of respect for people who do it. Uh, it's not easy at all. It's and you're not, not attracting the best athletes generally. Right. Not in best the best athletes are already playing basketball, basketball at yeah. a high level. They have D1 scholarships. And if you have a D1 football scholarship, you're certainly not going to the dojo on Tuesday, Thursday nights <laughs> to do randori with people who are not superstar athletes. Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even look around the gym. You know, I go to the Equinox and there's yeah. people who are benching 315 and sprinting on the treadmill. Yeah. Those guys aren't doing judo. <laughs> they should be. Yeah, yeah they should be. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay, so then uh, you did the same thing, two sessions, two adult sessions, and then randori after, like open mat situation in yep. Dakota. Yeah, randori with everyone, yeah. Yeah. How did that fun. go? It was great. You know, yeah. It was great. A lot of those guys are tough, man. Yeah. A lot of guys are tough. Uh, I think they need, you know, technical stuff, like, you yeah. know, just different opinions. Okay, not right, just right. like me or they, I'm not saying they're not technical, they are. Yeah. But they need different opinions. I you see. You know, as did I growing up. I needed mm. to go to Japan. I needed to learn from, you know, the best in the United right, States. Right. I needed to learn from the best in, you know, everywhere. Not just my father, right? My mm-hmm. father's friend, Matsumura, would come over and teach me. And, uh-huh. you know, I would do, go to seminars. I went to Inoue seminar. Mm-hmm. You just need a tremendous amount of bodies, different bodies, different styles. Right. You pick and choose to suit your style. And then all of a sudden, you get this picture of what judo should look like. And then you try to build on that. Yeah, you know? I guess... Um yeah, that's one thing. One like one of the best things about New York judo. There's so many different styles, and yeah, yeah. But I'll yeah, tell man. you, man. Now with YouTube, it's oh, yeah. we're ushering in a whole new yeah. era, man. Right. Because these people who I'm teaching these seminars to uh-huh. have watched all this stuff, especially right. when they're like Shintaro's coming to teach this thing. I wonder who this guy is if they haven't already known. Uh-huh. They're already watching my videos. So they're like ask, asking you specific questions about things you've seen. Asking on, specific right? questions yeah. that I'd done you know, in a video you know, <laughs> yeah. eight months ago that I've already forgotten. Right, you know? right. Which is great. And it keeps me on my toes too because I can't be redundant. Right, nice. Because if I just taught the basic judo system that I have on you know, judo fanatics, they would they be like, I, I already saw this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the why, how is this any different than right. me just buying the video? Mm. So it's got to be catered to them. It's a differentiated product, uh-huh. you know, and at the end of the day, you know, it's me winging it, but <laughs> you know, it's me winging it with purpose. Yeah. That's also different. out of laziness it, too. This is a little bit of a difference. It's educated winging. Educated <laughs> winging, you know, it's a give and take. It's grown yeah. together, you know, and I, I love that. And I'll tell you, man, going to these things, like I did them for a while before the pandemic right. on and off. I said no to like 80% of the people asking mm-hmm. me. Because it's hard to coordinate and find the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then since the pandemic ended, uh-huh. <laughs> ended, <laughs> you know, in the, quotes, yeah. Yeah, inquiries are rolling in a little bit more and I, I'm starting to take on, you know, uh-huh. one or two here, one or two there. You know, I have a couple in the pipeline that I'm like kind of, you know, not even right. working on, but like maybe I might do. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And it's nice. And, you know, it's great to meet these people, like the people out there, like, you know, in Vegas, Nico, you know, mm-hmm. drove me around. He's the, she teaches there. Uh, okay. Kids program. He was amazing. He was a uh, great, 
Judoka back in the day. Uh, you know, in North Dakota, you know, the guys who picked me up from the airport and JD and all. Steven, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, Steve, uh, Aaron. Yeah. All yeah. these guys who are doing judo and loving it, you know, it's a, it was amazing to see, man. I got right. so much out of it, just like fulfillment wise. Right. You know? And I got to see North, what North Dakota's like. Yeah. You, you hadn't been there before, right? Yeah. Never been there. Yeah. Uh, you were telling me, you know, uh, people from out of state were driving in. Like, yeah. There were hours. people from Idaho yeah. there. Yeah. People who know me who have kids who do judo like uh, competitively, right. dojo owners, all those guys reaching mm. out, coming out. You know, I greatly appreciate that. Right, right. You know? Nice, cool. So you're 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 trying to do more now. You have you're having fun. I don't know if I'm trying to do more. I don't know if I'm. Well, you're more open to doing, I guess. Yeah. I'm a little bit more open, open to, doing to doing it. Doing. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I'm like little by little figuring things out. You know. Uh, yeah. Like if I have a lot of airline points, I could probably pass along those savings without getting thrown right. out there or whatever it is, right? Right, right. If I could make it a, a day trip where I fly in in the morning, you know, and mm. then fly back out. If it's a one-day trip, you know, one or two sessions in the middle of the day, that's a little bit more feasible in terms of time for me because I don't go the whole weekend with my kid. But that's a, that's a lot for one day, no? I guess it depends on where it is. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to take so something much more convenient. It's like, all right, you have to be in a hub city. Right. Yeah. I fly Delta, so if you're a Delta hub, <laughs> and I could buy it with my points, yeah. and I could be in and out in the day on Saturday, uh-huh. right? Yeah. I'm willing to take a much lower fee, you know. I so see. like I'm like starting to think this way in terms of like efficient <laughs> efficiency and things He's, like that. Shinta yeah. is open to negotiation. Yeah, you know, you know it's funny, yeah. man. The probably the best thing to do is just start all local. Right. Oh, like a bunch of dojos. Negoti- yeah. Yeah. New York, New Jersey, the tri-state area has a yeah. bunch of them, yeah. But it's like I don't want to. <laughs> it's hard, man. You know, give up a Saturday, you know? It's like yeah. my kid wants to play. She wants to go to the park. It is, yeah, it is true. It is. It's difficult. Yeah. It's a, so, guys, you guys better uh, butter him up good because you have to take Shintaro away from his child, yeah, his daughter, for a weekend. That's just a lot. <laughs> yep. Cool. So, um, anything else you noticed you want to talk about in this debrief session? Yeah, you know, I think uh, these people who are running these clubs, yeah, you know, real heroes. You know, uh, they're doing the thing right that really right. matters. You know, because most clubs aren't super high commercial mm-hmm. successful. A lot of these guys are second careers. Hey, I'm a contractor during the day. Hey, I'm retired. I'm trying to build this dojo. You know, a lot of it is a labor of love. You know. Yeah. And they kind of have that mentality. I would love to like really sort of teach more people on sort of the business. I mean, we did a business side of the right, right, right. Dojo podcast, but I would love to be able to kind of give them my two cents. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I would love to see them being compensated for their time too. You know, right. doing away with guests coming by. Hey, you know, I'm here to do some free judo because I'm a black belt. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I really think, you know, we should fly to wherever vacation destination is, go to the local dojo and, you know, give them some money, you know? Yeah. I've never really, like, right? Mm. I've used to go as a young person to a different dojo, and I was always pay the math fee, no matter what, right. even if they said no thank you. You know nice, what I mean? Nice, Supporting, yeah. supporting all the grassroots. You got to support yeah. these, yeah. yeah, you got to support the grassroots, and I think yeah. that's where you grow, man, because there's kids who love judo, people who love judo at these dojos, and they're yeah. good people. They're nice yeah. people. They love it. You know, how, let's support those people. 
Uh-huh. You know, and it's not, let's give $300 to this guy for travel credit to go to the Nationals. I don't think that's how you do it. Right. Because you know, people are saying uh, on the BJJ subreddit, like, they were saying, you know, don't shit on hobbyists because, like, as, as if you're a serious athlete, you can't just shit on the hobbyists for being bad. Then, like, no, that's the worst thing you could do, man. Hobbyists yeah. support you. If yeah, there's no hobbyists, yeah. if there's no base, there is no money in any of this stuff. Right. Like, if there's no hobbyists, <laughs> then there's no dojo for you to train at. You know? So <laughs> right. the arrogant athletes who are, yeah. you know, uh, just me, I'm the champion, you're nobody because I'm the champion, you're here to train me. No, motherfucker. (laughs) Like, no, you got to take care of the people who are coming up and, you know, you got to build those people up because they're not there for that, you know? Right. They signed up for a different thing. They they really lay down the foundation for all the greatness that could come. Yeah, Yeah, man. And, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, (laughs) I'm a strong believer in this, you know? Yeah. Majority of my dojo is enthusiasts and hobbyists too. Yeah. Right. I don't have guys who are, I don't really like the guys who are, and I've been a, a athlete. Right. You know, trying to make the thing and, yeah. you know, it is a selfish endeavor, right? And right. it's, you know, me, I want to be the champ and, you know, yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're kind of, you know, paying, paying it back now, all the support you've gotten over the years, you know, yeah. For yeah. teaching and going to these places to support. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But it was an amazing experience, you yeah. know, just a real thank you. To, yeah. uh, to Dave and you know from Shoshinkan and Red River Judo and everybody yeah. who's doing the thing and all the people who are participating and supporting those clubs right you know big help keep doing it keep training you know it's a great sport stay injury free <laughs> I talked a lot about safety it's preserving important. your yeah. body not yeah. getting injured practicing a certain way a certain methodology uh you know, it's very important to stay healthy. You know, it's a very, very inherently risky sport. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you have inquiries, you know, you can message me. Mm-hmm. I may or may not respond. <laughs> but, give, know, your, your, give your best <laughs> elevator speech for your dojo. Yeah. If you're in a Delta hub and I could do a day trip out there. Yeah. Would love to. I wouldn't love to, but I'll definitely do it. And I'll, I'll love it after the fact. I always yeah. do. I, every time I do one of these, I've never left thinking to myself, like, man, that was a waste yeah. of time. Never have I ever felt that. Going into it, I'm like, oh, man, you know, I don't get to see. Right. You know, you know, I wanted to take Yumi to this or she wanted to do that. Yeah. But afterwards, it's always a great experience. And, you know, 99% of the time, I think everyone who attends these things have a great time and they leave with a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. So it really is a win-win. Yeah. And hope I could do a few more of these, not too many more. <laughs> That's right. It's the worst cool. sales pitch I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you're just playing Koei. Maybe it, it drives yeah. up the value a little. Because yeah, it's, a, it's a limited uh, product. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, reach out to Shintaro if you guys want to bring him in. Yep. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode.